for the summer, we're taking a break to talk about shared values we have as a community and have different members of our community share about various communal values we have. And AJ gets the honor of sharing on hospitality today. So AJ, thank you so much and take it away. Thank you, Daniel. Good morning, Orchards. It's so good to be with you. Would you join me in a word of prayer to get started? Lord Jesus, we thank you for, for life and breath and the ability to be here celebrating who you are and our relationship with you. Lord, I pray that wherever we are today, we would take the next step in our relationship with you. I pray that you grow our faith as a community and as individuals. That you would help us to understand life more fully and how to abundantly live in the kingdom that you've provided and in this beautiful earth that you call good, Lord. Uh, we just thank you for this topic. Pray your blessing over today and that your words would be communicated um, and not just my. So, Lord, we just dedicate this time to you, give it to you, and pray your blessing. In your name we pray. Amen. So it was January 2017, and Katie and I, my wife, had just moved to a new community. We had moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we had never, ever lived before. We didn't know anyone. We didn't really have any connections to go off of. Sound familiar to any of you? <laughs> At that point, um, we got to know a couple, and, and there was a couple that was connected to friends of ours that was introduced to us, that invited us to live with them. And we were excited because at this point in our lives, we loved the idea of community living and engaging with other believers that we shared common values with. Don't worry, we're still pretty interested in some of that. But uh, they had invited us in, and it seemed great because I was going to be closer to work and have less of a commute. Katie was going to have people around her to surround her with love and care because we had just hit rock bottom. I mean that we had drained every dollar of our finances trying to find medical treatment and care for Katie as she struggled with chronic health issues. And this job was our, our last resort. New health insurance, new income, a new city, and a new community. This couple, Micah and Kayla, they invited us in with great intentions. They had just been married, and we were excited to be able to get to know them better and share life in a new city. As we moved in and got to know them, it became clear very quickly, very quickly that they um, hadn't maybe done this before. They hadn't maybe lived with other people before, and we, we began to feel pretty uh, like we had to walk on eggshells everywhere we went in the house. Pretty soon, we weren't doing dishes quite the way they wanted them to, and we were a little bit uh, catching up on cues that they might not have understood what it looked like to share a kitchen and to share a house and to sacrifice as much as they were going to have to to live with us. As we got to know them better, we started, unfortunately, um, distancing ourselves from them because we didn't want to inconvenience them as we lived with them. During this time, we were actually invited to their small group that they had in their house with young couples. We were so excited, having not known anyone and wanting to get to know people and build connections with the community around us, to go to that small group. And as we did, we had a blast. We absolutely loved our time with those couples in that group. And we were glowing by the end of that night number one uh, in that house. 
as we got to know them, uh, I remember an unfortunate conversation unfolded the week after when Micah and Kayla uninvited us to this small group. The group had not known that they were not all on the same page about growing their group and that after an unfortunate conversation, they decided they had reached their maximum capacity and no longer had a spot for us in that small group. They wanted to have vulnerability, intimacy, and to get to know one another even deeper, and not to sacrifice opportunity to be in really tight relationship, tight relationship with one another. That was so painful for Katie and I uh, at that point in our lives. We didn't understand. We were confused. It seemed like everybody liked us and that we had a good thing going and that we were really going to start off our connections in Milwaukee on the right foot with that group. Unfortunately, uh, as things progressed, it became less and less inviting of a space and we ended up moving out of that house and finding a different home of our own. So I tell you this story uh, because it is the foundation of a lot of my perspective on hospitality. Today, uh, we have the privilege of looking at this core value together uh, of hospitality. I'm going to see if this works real quick. Awesome. Fairly quickly, I found that the hardest part with hospitality is defining it. It's trying to figure out what is hospitality. And if we look at hospitality in the, in the Greek, it literally means love of strangers or friend to a stranger. That is pretty sweet. Merriam-Webster gives a more broad definition where it uses uh, generosity to define hospitality. Bend it away a little. Thanks. I'll try not to get thrown off. Hopefully this works better. Okay. It says to give a generous or cordial reception of guests. So these are helpful definitions, but it became apparent very quickly that the crux is actually defining the difference between generosity and hospitality. Was anyone here when Todd Hall talked about generosity? Raise your hands. How awesome was that? Todd is an incredible man and has a lot of wisdom to offer. But as we look at our core values, both of these things coexist, and I think it's helpful for us to think about the difference between the two. So that's where I'd like to go next. Uh, if you don't mind queuing the slide, it doesn't seem like this is working. So yeah, what is the difference? Is this something you've thought about before? Is this something you've maybe talked about with other people? If not, I'd encourage you to do so. Let's start off the conversation together. Next slide, please. So this is a lot of information. I was hoping it would come up one at a time for you, but that's okay. What I did with Katie is we actually conducted interviews of over 25 or 30 different people to figure out what their perspective was on the difference between generosity and hospitality. And here's what we found. Hospitality usually involves an invitation into something. It also is a little bit different in that you're welcoming someone in, whereas generosity is often giving something away to someone else. I thought that was really helpful. Moreover, um, we, thought that, we found that you can't necessarily separate hospitality from a person. It has to be accompanied by an actual 
person. Whereas generosity can be anonymous. It can be given and, and received without a person being connected to it. Which is interesting, huh? Also, I really love these three words. That hospitality is helping people feel safe, welcome, and wanted. I thought that was really profound by the person that shared that and eye-opening. Hospitality shows someone the value and the dignity that they have as the image of God and the Mago Dei. Um, and that is also, I think, a core defining factor of hospitality. It involves often opening up your life to another person and that invitation into community, into relationship. It involves inviting people into a space that meets their needs. These are some of the things that came up when we interviewed people about the difference between hospitality and generosity. And as a church, I hope this is helpful in us defining the difference between those values and starting that conversation. The other thing that's been immensely helpful for me, if you don't mind cueing the next slide, is a book. And it's a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Has anyone heard of this before? Rosaria Butterfield is an incredible author, and this can be very helpful reading about hospitality. She talks about radically ordinary hospitality, and the purpose of it, or the outcome, is to help strangers become neighbors, and neighbors family of God. And I thought that was a really helpful progression and outcome to think about when it comes to the purpose of hospitality in the church or in our lives. So I'd encourage you to take a picture of this, write it down, consider future reading, um, because this is an awesome text, and I, I think a core, core text for learning about hospitality if you're interested. Um, as we move forward, I'd like to look at a few scriptures and look at God's heart for hospitality for the church. So we recently studied um, Ruth, the book of Ruth, which was awesome, right? Wasn't that sweet? We got to hear from so many amazing people as they interpreted the book and the scriptures of Ruth. Um, and one scripture that I'd like to start with that kind of hits on some of the themes that we studied when it comes to hospitality is in Leviticus 19. It says, When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as a native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Don't you love it when God mic drops? It's like, I am the Lord your God. This is truth. And I love that because we look at this and we think of so many examples in the book of Ruth of hospitality. Boaz providing extra gleanings for Ruth to, to harvest from the field, even protecting her, inviting her into that field, providing a safe refuge for Ruth. And you look at Ruth towards Naomi and how she sacrificed everything for relationship and for that unity and community. And, and her person had to go and be the vessel and the conduit of that hospitality towards Naomi. But Boaz, over and over again, providing for Ruth and Naomi generously uh, and, and giving, but also inviting them into relationship. And so this is a really cool example and a scripture that relates to what we've been studying in the book of Ruth as a community. Next scripture I'd love to highlight 
when it comes to hospitality is 1 Peter 4. Literally talks about hospitality. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. What I love about this passage is everybody's commanded or instructed to do hospitality. However, there might be an extra measure of grace that's given for people that are exceptionally gifted in this area of hospitality, like so many things uh, with spiritual giftings. But it's good for us to be reminded that we all have a participatory role to play in the showing of hospitality towards others, the love of strangers. And so when you think about this, think about it as in like the fact that you have a role, but also that others are going to be really good at this. Um, you can maybe think about people in our congregation, in orchards, that might be exceptionally good at it, but also ways that you can contribute. And the last scripture that I think is really helpful to highlight today is 1 Thessalonians 2. It says, For we never came with words of flattery, this is Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness. Another mic drop, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory for, from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. Seems a little condescending, but okay. <laughs> so being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. I love this scripture when it comes to hospitality, because you see how Paul's heart is inclined towards other people, the church at Thessalonica. Those other people have become very dear, so much that he describes it as affectionately desirous. We use those words today, they would probably mean something different. But this is a sweet way of Paul saying how intimately he cared for those people. And as you think about it, I think it's a challenge to me for, for the difference between like, being a good host or an entertainer and being like, generous with my hospitality. In other words, Paul could have went through the right actions with that church and, and served them and asked from them what was needed to advance the gospel. But he did more than that. He entered into a relationship that caused sacrifice, personal affection, and time. He knit himself to that community and gave of himself and invited them into relationship. And what I think is amazing about that when we look at our involvement is our love of strangers doesn't just extend to someone so that they become a part of orchards or whatever community we're a part of. Instead, it is our hearts inclined towards one another, an interest, a genuine love and interest of other people that motivates us uh, towards hospitality. Another scripture that's very common is a scripture of Mary and Martha when they were hosting Jesus. We see Martha as doing tasks and serving, cleaning, cooking, providing structure for the evening. And we see Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
And what does Jesus say when Martha comes to her and asks for Mary's help and why Mary is not participating in hosting? Jesus says that she, Mary, has the greater portion. And that is so cool to think about. Because when it comes to hospitality, who in that passage was showing more hospitality? I would often say, well, Martha, like, throw her a bone. Like, she's been working. She's providing all the structure. Like, she's really, like, working hard to make this a good evening for people, right? But then we look at Mary and how she's providing relationship. She's participating in that relationship and that connection that's going on and prioritizing that. I'm like, wow, that is a cool display of hospitality, even though it seems like the opposite in our culture sometimes. So I encourage you to like think about that, visit that in Luke 10, I believe, and, and review that when you have time. Think about who, who is showing more hospitality? How do we show hospitality? And what is Jesus saying in that passage, if anything? So think about that too, the difference between hosting and entertaining. So after we moved to a new community in the city of Milwaukee, we attended a church in that neighborhood. At the time, we still had our van. If you don't know this about us, we lived in a van for a year, had stickers all over the back. And we rode that thing into church, had this brand new church, parked it in like two parking spots because they were tiny, and entered church. And there was, there was a couple that followed us in and sat behind us that day. And after the service concluded, we had some conversation with the couple in passing, and they invited us over to their small group that week. And they invited us over for a meal also. And we were pretty hesitant at this point. We were kind of a little gun-shy, like, oh boy, like, should we do this? <laughs> Are we going to get rejected again? Are we going to experience that same pain that we did with our other small group that we tried to get to be a part of? After a while, we relented and we said, yeah, we'll, we'll come check out your small group. And then we also went over for that meal. And as we spent time with that couple, Matt and Jess, they showed to us a new picture of radically ordinary hospitality. We got to know their kids. Their kids invited us in with no hesitations. We got to know who they were in their messes and without having to like see them as a perfect host or entertainers. And we got to know their small group who had an, a goal of, of multiplying and increasing their number. And, and that was such a healing environment for us after being a part of our previous experience that I shared with you. And Matt and Jess will always stand as pillars in our minds of what it looks like to invite someone in and sacrifice of your time and energy for the sake and the love of a stranger. And so there is a redemption there. And there's great stories to share in this congregation also of where that is happening. So I'd like to encourage you in three things as we end this morning, if you don't mind. This is kind of small too. So the first thing is to take inventory of your heart. Are you genuinely interested in others? Do you wonder how other people's experiences are when they come and go from this room or other spaces that you are creating? Take inventory of your heart and maybe think about that. 
Is there an example lately of a time that you helped a stranger become a neighbor or a neighbor family of God? I hope, I hope you can take time and pause to think about that. Secondly, if you're involved in a community or a small group here, I'd invite you to consider how you can make that group more hospitable to strangers. And maybe it's not every single night, maybe it's at certain times in a cycle or certain times of year, but I'd also invite you to critically consider, is your group open to having others join? And what would it take to cultivate an idea of growth or multiplication within your group? And be more maybe open to accepting this. I know I need to hear this because I find myself falling into just what happened to us when we moved to Milwaukee of wanting to, to protect what I have. And so I think that's a really important question when it comes to our small groups. And then how, think about how your group is welcoming to strangers and share that with maybe some other groups or talk about that in the weeks to come. And lastly, I would invite you to consider how you can make Sunday mornings more hospitable. What would it look like if each of us tried to meet someone new to us every week or say hi to someone new to us every week? That might not mean that we swarm strangers. Sorry if you're new here. <laughs> but it might mean that we're just intentional in taking the next step in love of stranger with the people around us, which is an awesome opportunity, isn't it? Yeah. And then maybe there's other ways that you can help make Sunday mornings more hospitable to strangers. I'd invite you to consider what that would look like in your life, uh, whether that's helping greet at the front door or coming a little bit early, staying a little bit late. Or maybe it's none of that. Maybe it's just sitting in a different area. <laughs> These are all small, tangible ways that I think we can grow as a community. And I would invite you an opportunity here this morning to go a little bit deeper with your experience of giving and receiving hospitality. Let's join together as orchards to show love to strangers and to take that next step wherever you are in being more hospitable to a world that needs it desperately. So thank you for your time, and I hope this was encouraging for you this morning. Thanks,